Thank you everybody for joining into the Rebelcast, a place where we approach to solve this riddle called life. Today we'll be talking about the mysterious relation between magic and science. Our today's case is an ancient figure which most of us know about. His name is Pythagoras, born on the island of Samos, Greece in 569 BC. We all know him for being a mathematician and a philosopher. But what most of us is not aware of is that he was also a magician. Or let me say, a magi. First of all, let me give you the root meaning of the word magic so that we have a better understanding of the topic. Magic comes from the root word magi, which is a title given to the ancient Persian priests, whom they practiced certain rituals of worship. The Greek people called everyone who practiced rituals outside of the religion as a magi, because some of them were affected by the Persian religion Zoroastrianism founded by Zoroaster. I just wanted to give you the root meaning of the word magic because a lot of us think of magicians as bad people practicing Satanism. Yet, they are just people who practice rituals outside of the ordinary, which is not always bad. Back to Pythagoras. Many people mention Pythagoras in their writings. As a 15th century occult writer Henrik Agrippas, popular for three volume treaties, the Occulta Philosophia, cites Pythagoras as a religious magi and indicates that Pythagoras' mystical numerology operates on a super-celestial level. Also, Freemasonry, which is a secret society that practices magic, deliberately modeled their society on the community founded by Pythagoras at Croton. Rosicrucianism, which is also a secret society that practices magic, used Pythagoras' symbolism as did Robert Flood. He believed his own musical writings to have been inspired by Pythagoras. Also, Adam Weishaupt, the founder of the Illuminati, which is a secret society that also practices magic, was a strong admirer of Pythagoras. And in his book Pythagoras, he advocated that society should be reformed to be more like Pythagoras' commune at Croton. All of those secret societies were heavily influenced by Pythagorean symbolism, from pentagrams to tetractus to triangles and many other body movement symbolism and rituals. Like the Freemasons, for example, they have grave and sword rituals where they put members inside coffins. Similar to the Pythagorean ritual done when a member leaves Pythagoreanism, they dig a grave for them as a symbol to remind the member not to leak out any of their teachings to the public as they will punish them by death. To know more about Pythagoras the Magi, let's delve a little into his life. First of all, we need to know that Pythagoras has Phoenician origins. Phoenicia is an ancient civilization known today as Lebanon. Born from a wealthy Phoenician father who had an influence in Greece. This also plays a huge role in supporting Pythagoras into traveling the world for bringing his knowledge to Greece. Pythagoras was said to have studied in Egypt and that he was the only foreigner ever to be granted the privilege of taking part in their worship. Other ancient writers, however, claim that Pythagoras had learned these teachings from the Magi in Persia, or even from Zoroaster himself. The Phoenicians are reputed to have taught Pythagoras arithmetic, and the Chaldeans to have taught him astronomy. By the 3rd century BC, Pythagoras was already reported to have studied under the Jews as well. Pythagoras also studied under Hindu sages in India. This gives us a small idea from where did his teachings get influenced from, which mostly was mystical and spiritual. 
At the age of 40, he left Samos and went to a Greek colony called Croton. There, he founded a community known as Pythagoreanism, which is believed to be an occult, practicing different types of rituals. According to Aristotle, the Pythagoreans use mathematics for solely mystical reasons, devoid of practical application. They believed that all things were made up of numbers. Also, they gave numbers a conscious meaning connected to it, which influenced their life. Numbers are a key to the ancient views of cosmogony. In its broad sense, spiritually as well as physically considered, and to the evolution of the present human race, all systems of religious mysticism are based upon numerals. Pythagoras' religious and scientific views were, in his opinion, inseparable and interconnected. However, they are looked at separately in the 21st century. This also reminds us with Isaac Newton's studies on alchemy that we covered in episode 6, which I recommend you to watch to better understand the riddle. In addition to the famous Pythagorean theorem that the square of a hypotenuse in a triangle is equal to the sum of the squares of the other two sides, Pythagoreans also were influenced by pentagrams, which is a symbol used in magic and sorcery. Yet, it has a good and bad side. In Pythagoreanism, it symbolized health, Pythagoras worked on devising the star and implemented the five elements to it, spirit, fire, air, water, and earth. Every element has corresponding Greek letter associated to it. Yet, the star can be used for black magic if reversed upside down, where the spirit becomes at the lowest portion. The pentagram is used in many secret societies that practice magic rituals, like the Freemasons, Rosicrucians, Golden Dawn, and many other occult systems. This gives us an idea of the deep connection between Pythagoreanism and occult magic studies. Pythagoras also devised the Tetractus, a mystical magic symbol, which is a triangular figure of four rows, which add up to the perfect number 10. Every row resembles a dimension from 0 to 3, and each row has a meaning to it. The first is Monad, which is the one god Pythagoreans worshipped. Two is Power. 3 is harmony, and 4 is cosmos. Also, the same shape was used by Jewish mystics, but influenced by the names of God, and the system of tree of life and the four elements. The Pythagoreans regarded the Tetractus as a symbol of utmost mystical importance, where they swear their oath using it. Now let's talk a little bit more about the school of Pythagoras and its relation to magic rituals. This school had several peculiar characteristics to it, where every new member was obligated to pass a period of five years of contemplation in perfect silence. The members held everything in common. They were believers in the doctrine of metempsychosis, which is a belief in reincarnation of the soul again and again into the bodies of humans, animals or vegetables, until it become moral. Pythagoras' ideas of reincarnation were probably borrowed from Hinduism. He himself believed he had four past lives, whom the first of these lives was Ithalides, the son of Hermes, who granted him the ability to remember all his past reincarnations. Pythagoreans were advanced from one degree of knowledge to another, and they were instructed in arts and sciences, united with ethics and a system of theology. And this instruction was communicated to the initiate by ciphers and symbols. They were also strictly forbidden to commit their secrets to writing 
and relied on oral tradition only to preserve the knowledge of their mysteries. Pythagoras conceived of the universe as a living being, animated by a great soul and permeated by intelligence. He called God the monad, the supreme mind, the living and absolute truth clothed in light. Man is separate, save for his soul, which is a spark of the monad that is imprisoned in a mortal body. Humanity's task is to purify itself in preparation for return to the monad. And by the way, Pythagoras and its fellow Greek Plato is reversed as a prophet by some religions like Ahlul Tawhid or Druze, which is an Islamic occultic sect. As we see, the Druze have their symbol as a colored pentagram influenced by Pythagorean symbol. The Pythagoreans believed that the cosmos is a mathematically ordered whole. Everything in the universe and in nature is divided into threes. The universe has three words. The supreme word, which is a subtle essence that was the true plane of the monad. The superior word, the home of the immortals. And the inferior word, the home of mortal gods, men, animals, and all material things. Living beings have triple nature, body, soul, and spirit. Pythagoreans also believed that all acts and sciences are based on three elements, music, mathematics, and astronomy, which also secret societies like Freemasons were influenced by. Pythagoras described numbers as an intrinsic and living virtue of the monad. The word is numbers manifested by form, he ascribed to each a principal law and active force of the universe. Anarchy was the greatest crime. He told his disciples that once they were initiated, they had to allow the truth to descend into their beings and apply it on a daily life. To accomplish this, they had to bring together three perfections, truth in intellect, virtue in the soul, purity in the body. To achieve purity in the body, Pythagoras advocated avoidance of beans and meat. He himself ate meat occasionally, but said that judges in particular should not eat meat before sitting at trial. Pythagoreans were divided into inner circle called mathematikoi or mathematicians and outer circle called the akosmatikoi, the listeners. The mathematikoi learned a more detailed and exactly elaborate version of this knowledge, and the akosmatikoi were those which had heard only the summary headings of his writings, without the more exact exposition. The akosmatikoi were the exoteric disciples who listened to lectures that Pythagoras gave out loud from behind a veil. The Agusmarikoi were not allowed to see Pythagoras and they were not taught the inner secrets of the cult. Instead, they were taught laws of behavior and mortality in the form of cryptic, brief sayings that had hidden meanings, which also the Freemasons has a similar system to bring knowledge upon their members to elevate in their degrees. The Akosmarikoi recognized the Mathematikoi as real Pythagoreans, but not vice versa. Finally, a resentful disciple, Koi, were murdered by the from each other silent. entirely, with Pythagoras' wife, Theono, and their two daughters leading the Mathematikoi. 
Pythagoras was the first man to call himself a philosopher or lover of wisdom. Many accomplishments of Plato, Aristotle and Copernicus were based on the ideas of Pythagoras. That all been said, clear as light, it shows us how Pythagoras was not just a mathematician, Pythagoras was not just a philosopher, Pythagoras was not just a scholar, Pythagoras was a magi of his time. Same as Isaac Newton that we discussed his magic side in episode 6 and Jack Parsons in episode 4. They all had many similarities in common as they all practiced magic influenced by common sources, sources that were hidden in antiquity. Pythagoras the Magi concentrated more on the virtues and numbers to understand the mysteries of the universe. Newton the Magi stressed on the biblical and alchemical texts, while Jack Parsons inverted into black magic to bring his manifestations. Finally, I call upon educational systems of all time to teach the generations about Pythagoras the Magi before teaching them his mathematical equations. Yes, his mathematical equations are important, but his true essence came from his spiritual and religious practices that produced his great revolutionary ideas. And to build up a better generation is not just to teach them repeated equations that they might not even use it afterwise in their lives. Unlike that, building a great generation starts when we teach them the mechanic of how to build their own new evolved equations that will facilitate in a better humanity leading to better future. They need to know that what they learn in school is not just science, yet it has a lot deeper metaphysical meaning connected to magic, whom the creators of such knowledge admired. And the riddle continues in an approach to solve the mystery called life. Stay tuned for more. My name is Hassan and you are listening to the Rebelcast. Thanks so much everybody for listening. If you like the music playing in the background, it's actually my own composition from the album The Ancient. You can check it out on YouTube at The Rebel Angel. Also, you can support my podcasts by donating on Patreon at The Rebel Angel, where you will get a lot of benefits in return for your support. I'll leave all the links in the description box. Thank you so much. Also, you can follow me on Instagram at The Rebelcast.